1: Dave, hi, and Tori.
0: Hello, internet.
1: And we start every week with good things. So, Craig, what's your good thing this week? Well, I probably already said this before, but that's okay because we can do repeats. But it's back. Jellies, marbles, marble runs. Yeah, they're oh, doing yeah. some new stuff. There's some kind of like moto sport thing, and Savage Savage Speeders are hosting. But uh, I don't really care for Savage Speeders, so they're going down. My boys at the midnight will twist. But yeah, it's a really neat like Marble Olympics Marble event, which you would think is pretty stupid, but it's pretty awesome because the commentator
2: does an amazing job uh to keep it exciting and it Frangely just makes it compelling. seem real.
1: Can they make movies and call it the Marble Cinematic Universe?
0: <laughs> I would watch it. <laughs>
1: Anyway, I highly suggest you guys check it out. You don't have to watch the new stuff. They have plenty of old stuff, too. There's a lot of uh, Marble Olympics events that have gone in the past, but new ones starting. Just just watch the latest qualifiers, so it's pretty
2: cool. Neat. Uh, Dave,
1: what's your good thing this week? Uh, my good thing, let's see. So, last week I mentioned Arieti, and at the time it was the only giblet that I had ever seen. So, I decided to fix that this week, and I watched My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, Dakota actually... Ghibli. <laughs> I really like that name for I a like Studio it. Ghibli film. Um, anyway, so my sister and watched My Neighbor Totoro, and it was the updated uh, voiceover with Dakota and Ellie Fanning, which I thought was kind of funny since I cast them in Warbreaker. Uh, uh, her name uh, so is just it's L? Okay, I yeah. wasn't sure. I meant to look it up, but then I took a nap instead. Um, but My Neighbor Totoro, it's about a bus that's made out of cats, and it has <laughs> to drive to the hospital. But And also, there's a little girl who steals her father's umbrella and gives it to a monster. But it's okay, because the monster is nice and gives them seeds. The end. Yay! Yeah, from what I remember of the, of the film, that, that's pretty accurate.
2: Uh,
1: (laughs) it's just it was just uh really really cute fun for everybody just you just kind of sit and watch it and it's really just uh it's just it's mostly playing on the imagination of youth and having fun and running away with uh you know like the seeds don't just grow there's like a magical rabbit guy that makes them grow and then there's like there's these like little dusties so, right <laughs> or something. So, so Dave, that's really bought, cool. That was cute. I liked it. I bought my wife a a painting that I found from Magfest that was Totoro and Snorlax taking a nap. Yeah, I awesome. I definitely thought Snorlax as soon as I saw um, May sleeping on top of Totoro, and I just I love how Totoro gets his name too. Like he's just snoring, and the little girl May, she's like, "What'd you say your name is?" Totoro. <laughs> yep, that's your name, Totoro. <laughs> that was adorable. All right. Uh, so my good thing this week is for, I think, the third time that I've brought this in different versions every time, Lock and Key, uh, the uh, the Netflix show uh, finally dropped. The Netflix version of, of this story uh, finally dropped last week. As as of the time of recording, and I watched all of it, and the first season covers about the first two graphic novels out of a total of six, which puts the show on pace to finish at about three, maybe four seasons if they stretch the ending out. Um, it's really, really sure good. They, they added stuff too, right? So maybe they'll add even more. Yes, uh, there are a number of changes from the from the comics, which was great because... I didn't know what was going to happen. Like I have a pretty good idea of like where the story's going to go because again, read the books. Um but there there were enough changes like in the show that I didn't see everything coming and I'm not super duper sure exactly what's going to happen, so it's yeah, really good and also then worth watching the show and reading the comics. Because you're not going to spoil anything in either direction, necessarily. Hmm. So yeah, lock and key. Really, really good. For the third time. Tori, you're up.
0: Okay, so I want to tell you guys about a picture book that I have used for multiple story times by now. I used it for toddler story time and preschool story time. And I took it to the elementary school on an outreach visit. It's hilarious. I love it. It's called Llama Destroys the World. By Jonathan Stutzman It's hilarious Let me sum it up for you On Friday, Llama will destroy the world And the reason this happens is because On um, Monday, Llama finds a pile Of cake, more cake than any Llama should ever eat, and he eats All the cake, and then on Tuesday, see Tuesdays are for dancing Llama squeezes (laughs) into for dancing pants And the pants don't fit, because he's Still full of cake but he squeezes himself into the pants anyway, and he dances, and the pants rip, and the rip is so mighty that it rips a hole in the fabric of the universe and forms a black <laughs> hole, and that's that's what's going to destroy the world. And it's so funny. I love it. It is... Uh, yes. So I highly recommend you go out <laughs> and find is it.
2: The so cute. It's so yeah, I like,
1: bad and cute and adorable yes, and awesome yes. and amazing.
0: yes. And I haven't spoiled the end for you, so so go check that one out from your library. It is an amazing picture book. Share it with everyone. Spread the word. <laughs> Llama Destroys the World by and Jonathan Sussman.
1: <laughs> I just did a quick Google image search of Llama Destroys the World, and I, it looks like there's actually a sequel. Llama Unleashes the Alpacalypse. <laughs> and, and. Oh, my God. An alpaca, I guess. That sounds like a D. On the word. cover, it just says, I am alpaca. <laughs> and the llama's like, <laughs>
0: yeah, but the, the llama only says two things throughout the entire book. Over and over, he'll say, I am llama. Or he'll point at something and he'll say, Dot. D.A.T. He'll point at things. Like when he sees the pile of cake, that's D.A.T. And it's it's so funny. It's so funny.
1: (laughs) So, fun story. Uh, We record on Sundays, and we're otherwise all extremely free on Tuesdays, except that Tuesdays are for dancing, so we can't record then. Exactly. Uh... So, so Dave. That said llama. (laughs) You read some chapters that had zero llamas in them. Would you like to tell us about those? Ah, uh, uh, yeah, I read chapters four through six of Into the Alpaca Verse and by Nate Gringwald, and um, I'm not going to talk about that because we're this is a Cosmere podcast where we talk about War of, Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson, the British version. That's the one I have. Um, this guy's Shardblade is a little smoking on, and there's a sun sunrise, maybe, on the background. Uh, But yeah, chapters four through six of Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson, if you didn't catch that through the gibberish. And I'll start with chapter four, which is titled The Shattered Plains. Healer. That is from the epigraph. Someone was dying and referred to the person presumably writing the epigraph as Healer, I guess. Is that why I wrote that? That was like four days ago I wrote that. I don't know why I wrote that. Alright, chapter proper There's no crying in Slaves Ball Seasons are weird Slop Stopped Dropped Rip mat, Tvalkov's Bargain Kaladin is nineteen. High Lord Amaram sold Kaladin. Tvalkov is Levicable Bastard Stormwall Jackson <laughs> Bivouac See CHAPTER Title I guess they got to the Shattered Plains. Um, and parchment are treated worse than Oompa Loompas. To hang. Any questions? Yes. yes. So many questions. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Why did I write healer in italics?
2: And That, uh, a...
1: that was likely for the uh, chapter epigraph. Right. Maybe I just made no. Because I was, you know, I always. Brandon always kind of makes the uh, epigraphs like a little Easter egg y. Like you kind of figured well, out as you go. If you read Mistborn, you were trained to pay attention to them. <laughs> I have read Mistborn, and as proof, you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast. Uh, so this therefore, is you the- were trained to pay attention to the epigraphs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all of the epigraphs are people's final words in their dying moments, and this person refers to someone as healer. Healer, why do you take my blood? Who is that beside you with his head of lines? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really meant to understand this yet. I give up. But they call somebody healer, which I thought was the author of the epigraph, but it isn't necessarily. So, okay, so I will no... let you know that Tory Craig and I all completely understand every word in that. <laughs> like we we have we have full context for it, and but it absolutely makes four sense. Isn't even out yet. What the breaker for? <laughs> Uh, that has an official title, lazy, by the way, lazy. of Rhythm of War. He got lazy and decided to call all the rest of them <laughs> 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 like, um It's like the Rambo movies. They're like First Blood, Rambo, Rambo
2: 3, or however it gets. <laughs> Rambo and then John 2, Rambo. First Blood, <laughs> <And> it's, <Rambo.
0: laughs> it's also like Game of Thrones. That was the name of the first book. Let's just call the whole series Game of Thrones, even though the series has an actual name. And yeah,
1: but Game well, of Thrones yeah. is such a better name for the series though.
0: Isn't it? Because I don't believe that they delivered on the promises of A Song of Ice and Fire.
1: This is what I'm saying. It's it's all it's all politics and like that's the meat of it. It's The Game of Thrones. It's kind of like Led Zeppelin 4. It it doesn't actually have a title. It's it's an untitled album, but people just call it Led Zeppelin 4 cuz it's the fourth album. So back to that book you read. Oh yeah, Llama Destroys the Llama Verse. Yes. Um I I'm gonna be honest. I didn't read Llama Destroys the Llama Verse, so I don't even know what I'm doing on this show. I feel betrayed. Uh okay, so someone's crying and Slave Master Twalkov is like, BAM, no crying in Slaves Ball. Uh seasons are weird, so it's uh, they don't it doesn't seem like weather follows the typical earth patterns or it seems like it's like oh it's a rainy season and it's gonna rain for three weeks all right that's over okay it's a sunny season and so forth like i don't know the uh meteorology in this world seems a little different from what we're used to so uh, i'm looking forward to seeing more about that uh slop stop dropped so they're supposed to stop and eat some slop but they dropped it because they're there's either, I forget why either, cause there's a storm or cause they're almost at the shattered Plains, whatever. Um, but, you know, Kaladin's like, yo, dude, where's my slop? I'm hungry. I need my slop. Uh, and then they pull over and, uh, Tvalkov knows that Kaladin, uh, was formerly in the army and knew a little bit about the shattered, or not, that's not, they're not at the shattered Plains yet, but he knows a little, little bit about the geography of where they are. He's like, Hey, we're lost, can you help us out here? And Kaladin's like, Yeah, yeah, bro. I'll help I'll totes help you out. Hand me the mat. Rip and he rips up the mat. And Falkov's like, I can see that you're trying to make yourself invaluable. If you're cool, then I'll we can I can help you out and get you sold so maybe you can earn your freedom. We also learned that Kaladin is nineteen. Uh so this is kind Um, of the uh the what? Uh, so, I don't think it's a spoiler, um, but Mike can stop me before I continue talking. What? If I knew what you were talking about, I might be able to, but... Someone needs to pay attention to the spoiler channel. Alright, so, Dave, just so you know that years on Roshar are longer than Earth years. And where is Roshar? Uh, somewhere in the Cosmere. <laughs> it's in space but I think it's like 26 months or no, months. Exactly 500 <laughs> days. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that That's how long a If their year is based on the revolution of the planet around Cosmos Sun, then it could be 500 days. Whatever. So that
2: like 26.
1: Oh, does that mean Vin is like 30? No, no, no. <laughs> that's a different planet. Get out of here. <laughs> Does that mean CZ? Actually, from what I score? remember, uh, Scadrille has, is the most equivalent to Earth. I mean, aside from everything that's actually going on planet with the storms and everything. That's uh, okay. That's kind of, that makes that's sense fine. because Kaladin seems like super duper mature for a 19 year old. So if yep. he's, yep. if he's closer to 26 in Earth years, I, I accept that. Yeah. But Scadrill is a, a regular year is an Earth year. Whereas Roshar, five hundred eight, so that's like one and a half, so every night, so he's like twenty twenty eight no, not quite well, someone did the math and said twenty six, so I'll go with that. Ivlock did the math for us. Tvalkov is his name, thank you <laughs> okay, oh man, we're getting a we're getting a to one today, we're getting a one we're gonna get there, okay, uh, so Kaladin is nineteen in the rest of our years, but in earth years he's about twenty six what was the name of again? I don't know. Roshar. <laughs> Roshar. What did I say? Reshirev? <laughs> <In Yisrael. laughs> That's All how right. like I would try to pronounce it. So anyway, the 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 uh the main meat of backstory in this chapter is that High Lord Amaram, the army uh the 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 the, the dude of arminess that Kaladin was in Sold him into slavery as a deserter, and that is the official story, but we know and is mentioned here that Kaladin was actually sold off, uh, because he committed a high crime, in that he killed a Light Eyes, and, you know. The wrong one. Uh, I, I can't speak to that. No, he's he said that. He killed the wrong one. That was in last week's chapters. Did he? But, did he? Did, did
2: it, did, I think we should just continue on Don't. Worry he, about it.
1: What is did he was it cuz was well, he no like, there's no explanation given. He just says I <laughs> killed the light eyes, but I I didn't become a slave for that. It's cuz I killed the wrong one. Or like it was the one I didn't kill that was the problem. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that. That uh,
1: uh I don't understand. You're not supposed to yet. <laughs> Don't
2: worry about it. Don't worry about anyway, it. Anyway,
1: he's labeled as a deserter. That's the official story. And... Um, and Talk of is a... I think this is supposed to say likable bastard, but I've replaced all the vowels with a V's. <laughs> um, so, yeah. He, like, you know, he's pretty chill, but he's still a slave master. And then we go... We've got the little stars there to let us know a new scene is happening. And there's a big storm happening. And I wrote Stormwall Jackson because there's like a – I guess it's like a a storm front. I'm not a meteorologist. And then the word bivouac comes up again. Uh, I made note of that before. And it's kind of funny because Craig said that bivouac is a common term in fantasy literature. In Uh, like military fantasy, yeah. In military fantasy, okay. And I just thought maybe Craig just knows that word, and it's in a lot of Sanderson books. But I also happen to know that Craig reads, uh, reads a, a wide variety of fantasy literature, since I know him IRL, uh, so never mind. And then they get to the Shattered Plains, and there's some Parchman slaves in the army, or working for the army. And Cali is like, well, that's odd, because we're fighting against the Parshman, the Parchendi, like that are the elite Parshman. He's like, but, hey, whatever, There's whatever. And that's the end of chapter four. <laughs> <laughs> beh, whatever. Like that <laughs> and that's the end of chapter four. New tagline. You just gotta do beh, whatever stuff sometimes. <laughs> oh, baby. Any questions? Um, No, I think, I, think I'm think i good. Uh, Craig, did anything interesting happen in the annotations for this chapter? Um, I don't know. I did not read them this time. Dang it. I didn't read the annotations. I did read the chapters. Yeah, I forgot the take. That was my fault. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye out while Dave goes over the other chapters. So tell me about chapter five, Dave. Chapter five is titled "Heretic." Thanks, Dave. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, chapter five, "Heretic." Yasna Kolin has a Triforce bracelet. Fabriel Hey, hey, real quick. Yeah. Excellent job on the pronunciation. You got it exactly perfect. I mean, not sarcasm. It, like it, how, legitimately, how you, you did perfectly.
2: <laughs> Ask
1: me. Cause I would, I would <laughs> oh, we're it. getting to chapter six. Don't worry, Craig. Right. Um, Fabriel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I wrote that down. Uh, Yasna is here to rescue Timmy O'Toole. Yasna needs to get to the Praetorium fast. Shalan only wanted the Soulcaster all along. Uh, so, Yasna Colin, the, uh, sister of the king? Yes. Okay, Princess Yasna Colin. She's got this bracelet. It's called a Soulcaster. It helps her do shard things. And it's like a little Triforce bracelet. She's got three points and wait,
2: it, wait, it, it makes, gives her the Zelda.
1: Triforce of Wisdom. Is she Princess Zelda? No. She isn't not Princess Zelda. Listen, I'll tell you why she's not Princess Zelda, because Princess Zelda is the heir apparent, and Yasna Colin is not. She's sister of the king, right?
0: Unless the king doesn't
1: have any children, then she is heir, heir apparently. Uh, You don't know this yet, but yes, the king has a child. Okay, and I'm going to fix my noise gate. Now, future Mike gets to do his favorite thing. Okay, uh what am I doing? So, they're in this... So oh, Okay, so Shallan finally caught up with Yasna Colin and she was... You know, she's petitioning her to be her ward so that she can learn to be a scholar. And Yasna Colin uh grills her and she's like, Uh, you suck. You're not good enough to be my ward. I'm kinda busy right now and she goes and she's saving rescuing people out of uh this cave in that the king of wherever the heck they are, I forget, I think his daughter or something is in there. Um and they save him with shard magic.
2: It's and then the king's granddaughter.
1: Granddaughter, yes. So in return the king is granting Yasna access to the praetorium for whatever reason, we don't know, but she, this is some urgent mission. She needs to get to the Praetorium as soon as possible, and then she does so. and then Palinaeum, like, by the way.
2: <laughs> no, Praetorium. What did I... What How, it is? What? Why did I write Praetorium?
1: I don't know, but it's the Palinaeum. Huh. on. Do, do you not... It, it really is. What does Palinaeum mean? Uh, I palineum, don't know that it's a an real element. word uh, outside of this book, but... It is the name of the place. It's the Paliname. All right. But a Praetorium is an ancient Roman general's... Get out of here. I'm not donating the Merriam-Webster. Oh, it's, it doesn't like my ad blocker. Um, It has something to do with ancient Rome. I think that's the word that I thought of when I heard Paliname. So I wrote Praetorium. Or spell check got it. I told you this was a few days ago. Uh, but she has to get there. I and mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it means. Oh, that reminds me. Also, back to my chapter four notes. What was the word I wrote down? Oh, no, it was this chapter, Fabrial. Uh I don't remember what the context was or what Fabriel is supposed to mean, but I looked it up. And when I tried to look up a definition of Fabri I thought it was just a word that I didn't know. So I wanted to expand my knowledge. So I looked it up on Google. And it said, blah, 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 in the book, Warrior of Kings, and I was just like, oh, there might be spoilers here, so I should just close this. Yeah, so yeah everything it's... is <laughs> a spoiler. Sabriel <laughs> right, so is, is a... I legit thought that it was a, a real word. word that I, okay, I legit thought that it was an English word. I'm starting word. to think, Dave, because you, you did this last week, too, you were going to look up something. Uh, and, it was Kremlin, actually. Right. I remember, so because Donkey Kong. I think you can ask us what these things are and if if we can give a non rafo answer (laughs) what does bivouac mean yes exactly (laughs) but so far you're doing really well at the googling at least you're stopping yourself but there's there's some very unique words to this book uh this is sanderson's high fan well not high fantasy but this is his epic this is his this is his giant Thing that he's made. I believe the term you're looking for is magnum opus. Probably yes. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So far, yes. Although his career is nowhere near done yet, so we'll see. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. But yeah, th- this is his. He's he's done the most world building for this series. So there's a lot here that's
2: new and unique to the series itself.
1: Okay. Where was I? Oh, so Shallan she like doesn't even really want to be a scholar, she just wants to steal a Triforce bracelet. And that's the end of chapter five. Oh, so yeah, I guess uh Princess Yasna actually rejects her and doesn't want her to be her ward, but Shallan's like, That's okay, I just want to steal your bracelet, but she doesn't tell her that. (laughs) Why would she tell her that? So I forget she like her dad had one or something before he passed away and it was it's broken or something? I don't I don't remember. So, what do you think of her motivations now? Um, you you definitely get some small amount of information there, but I don't want to tell you more because I might accidentally spoil things. Uh, okay. So, Shalon, um, I pictured her as a redhead. She is. Okay. I don't redhead. know where you could have possibly gotten that information. Maybe because she has like a super Irish, Scottish Gaelic name, Welsh. And she is described (laughs) as having red hair and talks about having red hair and having freckles and being a redhead. Yeah, and stealing a Shardcaster, Blade, Soul, Bracelet, Triforce, Zelda, (laughs) Soulcaster. So (laughs) (laughs) Soulcaster can refer to either the person that uses it or the bracelet itself. Fun fact that we learned from Chapter 5. Of *Way of Kings* by Brandon Sanderson, New York yeah, exam- yes. so, author, but this is the British version. So, so a couple of questions: One, what do you think of Shallan's motivations now? If, if you thought anything, I, I don't know because sort of just met her, but like, well, I she's trying to motivate. steal Soulcaster rather well, than just actually improving her knowledge. Like it's it, very. Short-term. It seems like um, her time with the sailors, she was actually able to be a little
2: more true to herself because yeah.
1: she's. I don't know. I don't have... I, I don't know. We don't know... I don't think this changed her motivation. It changed her objective. Like, her... We thought that her objective was to learn to be a scholar, and now we know that her objective is to steal a soul cast. But I think her motivation is still the same. Uh, as far as we know, her motivation is to redeem the house of her father that's in super-duper debt, and then he died. Uh, maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't think her motivation changed. Okay. But and and the second thing is I I know we don't really see much of it, but we did get a little bit of magic here. Oh moving rocks. Oh yeah. She used Magnesis. GG. Like awesome. It's not Magnesis. And she didn't move the rocks. Oh, um, she uses Drill Shaft. I've been playing Breath of the Wild lately, so I apologize. <laughs> Right, she uses something like where she's like jams her fist into a rock and it explodes or something. She, oh man, did you ever see um did you ever see Ron Mahalf uh like when Ryoga is learning the uh like the boulder breaker thing where he like he's has <laughs> Shampoo's grandmother like ties him to a tree or something and he has to like poke the rock? <laughs> it gets... <laughs> it's like that. And Dave I don't know what's broke. happening, but this is great. <laughs>
0: I know what's happening. I, I know Tor-
1: Tori's a Rodma fan. You know, I forget what it's called. It's like the Quarryman's Quandary. or something. What is it called? The Rock Breakers? I haven't watched like, Ryoga, any like, Rodma in like 15 rock. years, man. It's the Breaking Point. Yeah, I, That's I, what it's called. I the don't breaking remember, point.
0: but I, I remember the scene.
1: <laughs> so, and then Rodma has to use the Chestnut Fist, too. <laughs> You know, I enjoyed this watching Ranma, good, but eventually it just got pretty samey after a while, and I'm just like, alright. Like <laughs> you mean like, you didn't like the martial arts takeout delivery?
0: It was comforting in its sameness.
1: Uh, anyway. So, <laughs> Ronma sucks at figure skating. Wait, it's martial arts
2: figure skating? <laughs> He's suddenly a pro.
0: <laughs> we can win. It has the word martial in it. We can win.
2: Nope. <laughs> <Yep>. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so
1: funny. Alright. What were we talking about? Breaking Rocks. And that's chapter the end six. of chapter. <laughs> Alright. Does anybody have any questions about chapter five before we move on? No. I feel like I'm having way too much fun in this episode and you all are resenting me. Oh no, I'm I'm having a blast. <laughs> Alright. Chapter six, Bridge four. And my first bullet point says Bridge for what? Six year no. war. Bridge four visitor three.
2: Actually it's for the foot soldiers.
1: Uh six year war, light eyed lady, topless Kaladin. <laughs> Please don't whistle into a microphone while we're recording. You can it's, edit that. It's a bad topless. ear experience. It is. But topless. I, I appreciate the what you're trying to get. Topless Kaladin. Tvalkov spear blocks oh Tvalk of Spear blocks Kaladin. Hi, Prince Sedeus, ruler of Kaladin's home district. Hearthstone. Gaz has a half eyes and a patchy beard. When did- Wait, the... not a half beard? Yeah, he has a patchy beard. Not a half beard, not a full beard, a patchy beard, but he has a half eyes. When did the windspring become Kaladin's windspring? Bridging sucks. Antici- anticipation spread? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Front row! Yay? Bye, Leatherface Man. Silly Kaladin falls asleep right in the middle of battle. Kaladin is awoken by... Take it, Craig. What? Who's Kaladin awoken by? I don't know. What do you get again? Did you not read this week's chapters? No. Oh, gosh. Kaladin is awoken by Silphrena. And I'm going to stop right here. I know some people probably want to pronounce her name Silfrena, but... It's pronounced Sylphrena and I'll tell you why. Because I know where her name comes from. It's a portmanteau of the word sylph, which is a wind sprite, and the word phrenic, which is a word that means pertaining to the diaphragm. So it's Sylphrena And unless I get a word of Brandon saying otherwise, I'm going to pronounce it Sylphrena.
0: It uh, is, Tori. in fact, pronounced Sylphrena.
1: Thank you, Tori. Yay! All right. Um, so this is my favorite chapter. Because I got to learn the best character's name. Uh, and I thought it was cheesy trying to call her Airy Eddie or Wispy or something. But her lay, her name basically means Wind Wind. Like, it's two words pertaining to wind or breath. Like, sylph and frantic. So, uh,
2: yeah, I didn't cool. realize that
1: that was what sylph meant. I just know it from, you know, it's just another term for, for a sprite or something in fantasy literature. Yeah, sylves are at least yeah. um at least in Dungeons and Dragons Third Edition, sylves I think, I think actually sylves are not fey. I think they're outsider from the elemental plane of wind. I want to look that up now. Uh, but anyway, Sylphrena is her name, and Bridge Four confirmed worse than watching your friends die. And that's what Kaladin thinks. Yeah. So Bridge Four, uh, so. Kaladin is sold into this army and he always wanted to be on the front lines at the Shattered Plains with the important soldiers, but not like this. He's a slave yeah. and he's forced to carry this bridge and he doesn't even get shoulder pads and... No oh, yeah, for him. No, he doesn't get to fight, he, but he gets to be shot at. I mean, so... that's like fighting. <laughs> it's like being fought at. Uh So there's a light-eyed lady who is in charge of assigning the slaves that she just purchased from Tvalkov. She sends Kaladin over to the bridge crew, and the bridge crew is run by a guy named Gaz. And Gaz is a petty bully. He sounds like a likable fellow. He sounds like not a likable bastard. He sounds like the other kind of bastard. Uh So when it was... Oh... Yeah, and a couple times it's mentioned that the winds, the windsprint is mentioned as his windsprint or Kaladin's windsprint in this chapter. And I'm like, why, why is she suddenly his windsprint? That's weird. Like, I thought she was just a windsprint, but I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Uh, bridging sucks. So here's what these, this guy, these guys, their job is to, so remember the Shattered Plains is a landscape full of plateaus. And so they have to, the army has to travel from plateau to, plateau to plateau to plateau to plateau. And so the bridge crew has to carry a bridge to cross the gap between plateaus. Then they let the foot soldiers cross and then the bridge crew cross. So they have to pull the bridge. So they're using the same bridge every time they have to cross plateaus. And yep. it really sucks for the bridge crew. So, and, Dave, have you, have you seen the picture I'm using for uh, wave, the of King's cover? No. Um I'm going to post it real quick. Continue. I'm going to post it in one of uh, the channels. Let me just bring
2: the stream up. It's
1: not well, yeah, there's nothing there right now. It's some guy on a bridge. Yes. That's I mean, I don't think the bridge is accurate to what Lavoie de Roy. What the bridge looks like. Roy I think Roy. It's with the shattered plains looks like there's a lot there's a lot of cracks and stuff that you have to go across. It's not like Hold it's on. just one valley every Couple miles. It's, there's a lot. Less archives de Roshar. Look at the picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so bridging sucks. No. Nope. And then, okay, so there's anticipation sprint now. I, that's a little ridiculous, Brandon. Get out of here. Like, Going too far. Yeah, that's, there's too many sprints now. A
2: it's a too sprint. Far. too far. <laughs> so it's, 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 <laughs> So
1: when they finally get in range of the Parshendi archers, the newcomers get to be in the front row and get shot at. Lucky Uh, them. (laughs) So somehow Kaladin survives, even though everybody else in the front row and probably second and third rows gets shot and killed. And his bloody Leatherface Man that I forgot to mention before this point gets shot and then Kaladin falls asleep. And then we have a chapter break and uh, Silfredo wakes him up. Our, our good friend, best character in the book, number one waifu, Silfredo, the wind's friend, wakes up Kaladin uh, before the army leaves him behind. So they're kind of going to all of the bodies on the battlefield, just kind of picking them for armor and clothes and supplies and stuff. But Kaladin wasn't given shoulder pads or really anything. So, they were to just pass over him. They don't really care about him. So, so to makes sure that he wakes up, and he steals Leatherface Man's armor, and he's like, sorry, buddy. And, then, they make him carry the bridge back. And, the end of the chapter is like, Kaladin's like, I fought in all these wars. I was a slave. I was beaten nearly to death. I watched all my friends die, and I thought, life couldn't throw anything worse at me. But it did. And it's called, bridge Four, And that's the end of chapter six. And that's the end of this week's chapters. So, I do have something from the annotations here. No. Um, apparently uh, this, this <laughs> Wait! You also have fan art from me, of Sofrenna. You should put mm-hmm. it on the stream. Did, did I add it yet? Okay, hold on. Yeah, I need to add. Did I not add it? Okay. And I'll, future I'll Craig future Craig, when he doesn't listen to this episode, is gonna upload it to Reddit. It's already, oh, on Reddit. Yeah, I was gonna say it's already on our Discord. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gonna take me a moment. I
2: didn't add it to the thing.
1: Well, if you can talk about the annotations. So annotations in the annotations, though. this, this whole thing with the Shattered Planes, um, this was originally going to be part of Dragonsteel. That's the Which big three. Something I've never heard of. It's, it's supposed to be the, like the first Cosmere book that we don't know anything about aside from like, it's, it's, it's gonna ha- he's gonna write it eventually, but apparently there's a lot of things from that book that just got moved into other things. In this case, um, we- we get the whole plateau runs and everything. Um, world record. And then he- he mentions how he felt like it was pretty done, Dragonsteel, so it was a surprise, and, and Way of Kings, there's actually a Way of Kings Prime that has different characters that he was following. Uh, I think I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, that Shallon, I think, is a new addition. Is um, that how you say your name? Shallon? Probably not, no.
0: No, it's not.
1: <laughs> is it Shallon?
0: how do you say your name? Shallon.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, where was I? Good job, Craig, acting like you have a choice in whether you pronounce things right.
2: <laughs> it was
1: so, 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 you know, I will do it on, per- it's like, um, crap, I forget her name, the girl in Elantra's.
0: Serene? Serene. Yeah. Serene. serene
1: serene 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 and we none of us do. oh that reminds me all right i'll let you finish and then we're gonna go back to sylphrena all right i was gonna say there's another character that you haven't met yet that's also from dragon steel that got moved into it we all know who he is but uh you don't dave so i'm not gonna actually mention him yet thanks for Utilizing you know, like, my time in an efficient and worthy manner. I, I don't want to talk about the annotations <laughs> and the spoilers, so I'm just gonna say there's a there's a yeah, whatever. Um okay. but no, anyway, it's it's so, just neat that he has these things and, and this comes up in a lot of his books where he has these ideas in other books and it's like it doesn't quite fit or something like that, and it gets moved into its own book and it does a lot better there, I think. Alright. So back to Sulfren's name. I like Sulfurn name. It it I had to kinda like Think about it a little bit, but I do like it. I do like her name. I do not like her nickname. I think Syl is a really lame nickname for Sylphrena And I was thinking that her nickname should be Ren instead. Not Syl Solf- not Syl, it's Ren. And if 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 I have actually happen to be wrong somehow about the pronunciation of her name and if it were Sylphrena then her nickname would be Rini which makes me think of Sailor Moon. And it made me think of this time, there's a girl that I used to work with. Her name was Karina, like Karina with a K. And I called her Rini for short. And I was like, oh, haha, ha, ha Rini, just like Sailor Moon. And then I realized that uh Rini is like a cute, shortened version of Serena, which is Sailor Moon's American name. And so in Japanese, you have Usagi and Chibi Usa. Whereas in the American version you have Serena and Rini. So good job, Sailor Moon localization team of nineteen ninety or whatever. I just no. I had I wanted to throw that in, but I forgot to do it at the appropriate time. Um completely unrelated, but I just added your your self a picture uh on the stream. So if you guys want to see it, go ahead and take a look at the stream now. Of course, for our listeners in the future, uh you can see this in Dave Art. Um, Maybe. Friend. however, my favorite Gren is or still... friend saized in his bunny suit (laughs) charging up static electricity that's the one you save on obs uh, it's so good man (laughs) it's so good oh you need a uh you first you need a bot and then you need a like a bit command for to bring up saized so so he can be one of my like bit rewards you see him pop up yeah <laughs> did, did you at least add the Cosmere emote from Franker Facey? Yeah. You used okay. it, I thought,
2: the other day. I've or maybe Mike, it. Did. Mike <laughs> maybe used it.
1: Uh, how many upvotes did I get from my Nutty and Nightblood comment?
2: I didn't updo What? Did it
1: I'm bad at this. All right. Any upvotes yet? I'll post that when we do the first wave of King's ep. What about Nutty and Nightblood? Good call. That was February twelfth. It's four days ago. I was busy, but I'll I will get to it. Don't worry. Uh, you were the busy very,
2: winning, My uh, link very, to the very past
1: next post. Did you, you won last night, right? I did. All right, that's my uh, my secondary good thing this week is Craig's in the finals for link to the past randomizer. So now I have a little bit of time because I have to wait for the other finalists to, to be picked. Um, I will I will post on Reddit and then the first one I'll do is Nutty. Uh, the, the nutty comic and then once we get to way of kings i do want to post this sofrina hey section. you can post a link to the cosmere deep dive podcast episode with it yes that's the plan i uh, i don't know what the rules are for r slash cosmere or whatever but i know i think uh there's a lot of podcasts other, like yeah other heard. um okay cause, uh, another uh on other subreddits, I know they have a general rule where like only 10% of posts should be self-promotion. So hopefully you're making other posts as well to balance it out, just to be fair to the Redditors. Sure, that's the thing I do. I mean, that's not fair. Uh I don't usually post on Reddit much in general. I'm, I'm very much a consumer than a poster. I have, you know, done a couple replies. So you're doing the exact opposite of what I said. No, no, no. Like, I'll reply okay. and talk about something on Cosmere if it seems interesting to me. But typically, once I actually see a post, people have already chimed in. I'm like, oh, well, there's nothing else I need to say. I don't know. Reddit's, Reddit's weird in general. You're our just, Reddit liaison. It's really liaison. hard to have a good conversation. You get content, but you don't get conversation. All That's right, I then like post it on Lou. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that place still exists. Does it? Yeah. Okay. I, I I still think like I should just stop looking here, but every now and then I, I peek out and I'm like, all right, they're, they're just talking about the same crap. What on Lou? Yeah. <laughs> all right, Dave. I have a question for you. Go right ahead. The answer is Silphrenna. Uh You have followed two major viewpoint characters so far, uh, that being Kaladin and Shallan. Who are you most excited to learn more about? I already answered. Next question. No, no, no. Of those two. Oh, of those two? Is your uh, an answer I guess... <laughs> Kaladin seems more interesting right now than Shallan, if that's what your question is. But also, Kaladin has the advantage of knowing
2: Sulfrana. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how we we're always looking for those like side characters or something that's like, you know, we got Nightblood. Yeah, I gotta say, um, I, I'm sorry, Fafin, you've been replaced.
2: Oh, <laughs> poor Poppin.
1: But yeah, you know, we had Nightblood and Tensoon, and now maybe Sulfrena? Well, to it. So Brandon's really good at writing those side characters that you want to know more about. They're so likable. <laughs> Even Nightblood, who just wants <laughs> to be just for evil, is likable. <laughs> He's like, so everything that happened yesterday.
0: No, I really identify with that aspect of Nightblood because I can't <laughs> remember when stuff happened. Like, Like at work, I close the library one night a week and you get the same people that come in on that night and I'm always like, I just saw you. I feel like I literally just saw you yesterday, but no, it has been a week because I only close one night a week. It is weird.
2: (laughs) I have to
1: visit Tori's library sometime. You know, speaking of Sanderson and writing likable characters and, you know, back to the old adage of Every character should be the hero of his own story. I was actually thinking about this uh, this week because I've been rewatching The Dragon Prince, and Varon from The Dragon Prince is very much the hero of his own story. So I really like that. So like the, he's a very, really, really well written character in that show. And season three is out, and I'm probably going to watch it pretty soon. I've been putting it off, but yeah. So not just in Sanderson, but in other works of art, it's a it's a good principle to follow that. Every single character that gets screen time should have some kind of motivation fleshed out.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I know someone else who is the hero of his own story. Or at least today today he should be. Because it's Mike's birthday.
1: Indeed it is. Happy birthday! We got you a podcast. Thanks. (laughs) I got you a drawing of Silphrena. It's what I always wanted. Uh, So, Dave, do you have any questions about... Basically anything that some of which we're not going to answer. My main question is, and I I think I'm, I'm actually just, I'm going to put this out there because, uh, just so you guys and the listeners know where my mind is at this point. I don't, I don't actually do not want you to answer this question, but the question that I'm rolling over is, can everybody see Spren or can only certain people see them? And I first thought of this back in, I think, chapter one when it was Sen and Taladin, you know, picked out Sen to be in his squad. And I was like, was it because Sen can see the spren? Is that like some kind of special characteristic that Taladin was looking for? Uh, right now, it seems like it's it's just what old Dartmouth said. It was like, oh, he just likes saving young men from the, from the army. He likes protecting... The young That seems like what Kaladin's motivation was. But, uh, we are told at a certain point, I think in chapter six, maybe it was four, that other people cannot see Silfrenna. Is that because she's only manifesting to Kaladin or is that because the other people lack the ability to see Spren at all? Uh, so that's my, that's my, my big world mechanics question right now. And just you. to be clear, you don't want us to answer this, okay? I don't, but <laughs> right? you're right. I don't. No, I'm. I... I'm asking you if you want an answer for this. Oh uh, no, I do not. Okay, this is just what I'm considering. Just want to let you guys in on a little bit of the brain workings of Dave. All right. A do you have bit. any? Do you have any questions that you do want an answer to? Wait, wait, wait! does didn't he? He started posting in Dave theories again, which is super exciting. It's basically Indeed. what I just said. Yeah, but still, it the fact is, you got a whole book where there was no Dave Theories. It's back.
2: And that's yeah, I didn't really...
1: I feel like Warbreaker didn't give me much to go on. It's like, here's stuff. Here's an explanation of every single thing in the book. Like, <laughs> I mean, to be fair to Warbreaker, the plot wasn't the point. Okay. Like The, the point of Warbreaker was character growth. Yeah, and then the the worlds, man. Those are some worlds right there. Nice. <laughs> you have to join our Discord to be in on that Chuck. And why is this tongue thing still here? Because I need to it's come great. Up with some theory- I need to come up with some theories just to get this out of my range of vision. What? Oh, why is oh. that <laughs>
2: it's-, <laughs>
1: it's the gift from Kung Pao. And if you guys haven't seen Kung Pao, you really need to. It's so good.
2: It's just Dave, <laughs> theorize harder.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going back to the art channel with my picture of Silfrena. So wait, wait, is this a way we can get Dave to theorize more? <laughs> Mike just posts this tongue picture,
2: and then he's like, all right. Ah, <laughs>
0: don't give him ideas. It's like on the movie Speed, you know, if the bus goes under 50 miles per hour, then it's going <laughs> to... So it, it's like, if you don't post this many theories, tongue comes back.
1: Then I'll post a GIF from a movie that is a fairly disturbing thing to look at without context. Kung Pao. I actually want to know what the context is. I don't understand. You need to watch the movie Kung Pao. Tung Pao. I mean, without watching the movie, nothing I can say to explain it is going to make sense. Even if you watch the movie, it still doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's, it's a Can weird you at least movie. tell me what the guy is saying and what the tongue is saying? Next time, I on think the yeah yeah, yeah, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, sorry. So, I, yeah, yay. They both see Do we have any more that. questions for Dave, or does Dave have any questions for us? I'm good. Are we excited to read more from that for next week Dave? I mean, he has spoilers. Though. I don't remember what happens in the in the next set of chapters, but hey, you're with me. Yeah, I'll be I'll be <laughs> reading them, so I'll find out. Uh, Unlike Craig. Hey, I, <laughs> my job was last book. All I wanted to do was to get you to mispronounce Silphrenna's name and you drop the ball. That one, I wasn't ooh. sure if that's what you were referring to, so I didn't want to say her name when I wasn't sure. How would gonna, you have said it? Yeah, why would I? Uh, I, I am have very excited, excited for what we're going to get in two weeks, uh, which is the first set of interludes. Uh. and Things like what? <laughs> At... You know what? I'll just I'll just do it now. So each of these Stormlight Archives books is structured in a fairly interesting way. Um, as far as the writing process goes, Brandon basically wrote three intertwined books, like three separate books, and just sort of jammed them together into one book. And then he also wrote a bunch 6, of pages. a bunch of short stories that are that are these interludes that don't necessarily have anything to do with the plot of the book. They're just they're just little like vignettes of things happening around the world, and yeah the the interludes are in many ways the most interesting part of this whole series because because they're unconnected to the plot so it could be anything. So yeah, it, they all have the same. Charm. Oh, are there going to be like more explain more Cosmere general stuff in them possibly sometimes, but generally possibly. not. Uh usually what it is is like a character that isn't in it isn't in the rest of the book, and we just see them for like this this one quick short story and they're in, you know, a place that doesn't get any focus in the rest of the book. So we get to see like different spots around the world and and like b- it builds up the world in that way. So like where Kaladin's stuff
2: world building.
1: Right. So so where Kaladin's stuff is all like shattered planes, shattered, plane, shattered planes, shattered planes and right now, Shalon stuff is Carbranth. Um, you know, we we get we get these interludes to see places that aren't those two places. Huh. And yeah, they're they are super interesting. And I hope you enjoy them because if you don't, you're fired. And it, it is pretty neat from his writing uh, perspective. So I think he's written a number of these interludes, and then he'll just decide which one should be used in the book. And just when he approaches the writing in general, like, he focuses it on different things. So maybe he'll just write Kaladin chapters for a while, and then he's like, all right, time
2: to focus on some Shallan chapters. And that sort of
1: thing. Sorry, Shallan. So are we ready to kick Dave off? Yeah. Or are we even going to bother, because we've already been going for an hour?
2: No, I have that works something too. to say. Okay. I and that's the end
1: of this week's chapters. Goodbye.
2: Bye, Dave. See you later, Dave. Bye, Dave.
1: And Dave's gone, played the thing. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. All right, go, go, Craig. Uh, So I, I want to talk very briefly about the epigraphs, because um, Dave was sort of spot on. They're the... Dying words of some people, but specifically, it's the, um, shoot, I just had the term in my head. It's, it's an evil sprint. What? Why? I I, I forget which one it is, but yeah, it's, it's it's one one of those.
2: Unmade.
1: Unmade, thank you. Uh, doing like the death shiver type thing where death rattles is the term. That's the one, thank you. Uh, but specifically, we know that this is, uh, Taravangian, his hospital. "Quote unquote hospital where he's making sure people die so he can actually record these death raps." See, I'm not sure that all of them are from the hospital. Um, I think these are because these are the ones that are recorded, right? But he also has agents all over the world that like sure. might be able to pick up things from you know battlefields and so 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 these are from Taravindian's writing, not necessarily from his hospital, right? But that's that's of sort of where I'm at with that. A lot of them are like the healer. The, the specifically the one in chapter four, I believe, is from the because it's like, why did you take my blood? Tavlakov is sees... saying it's Moelak. Yeah, Moilak. No, it's Moelak. Um, he misspelled it there. It's M O E L A C H. Moelach. Um, but he he does see the guy in chapter four. He's like, who is that beside you with his head of lines? Do you think he sees one of the the cryptospren? A cryptic? Yeah, that's that's the only thing that fits that description. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Dave which, has no idea who that is, because we won't even see
2: uh Cryptic sprint until like Words of Radiance, I think.
1: No, we, we see Shallan has He's her done. has her freak out in this book, which is like one of the best written chapters in the whole book. Uh, was is that in this book? Is yeah, it's where she keeps taking memories and sketching them out. And she yeah. doesn't see them, but like she sees them and it sketches it out, and there's there's these these super creepy yeah, yeah, yeah like floating capes and and symbol heads, and then when you actually meet her cryptic pattern in her yeah, when you actually meet pattern in words of radiance uh he's he spends like six chapters jumping off a of bed well that's what I wanted to ask, do we actually meet pattern like called out and referred to in this book, or do we just we just get illusions of cryptic spring, but we don't know what they are yet. Uh, we don't get an explanation for them. I think until the second book, right? So that's what I was getting at. Dave won't know what those are until words of rape. But, but if we know. if Dave isn't like super into the story by then, I feel like that chapter's gonna gonna get him.
2: I, th- I think he's he's already seems to be getting
1: into it. I mean, it's still gonna be a slow burn until we really get going. But yeah, I, th- I think he's gonna get into it now. Chapter five's epigraph it specifically calls out the Everstorm. The true desolation, the night of sorrows, the true desolation, the everstorm, and we know what that is now because that happens in in well, okay. Different. So the way it's written and the way I took it in the first book was that those were all just different names for the same event, correct? But they aren't. The everstorm is its own thing. The true yeah. desolation is like the the overall concept of of the. uh the Voidbringers winning the war, finally, against humanity. Okay. The Singers, I should say. Yeah. And then the Night of Sorrows, I don't think we've actually gotten yet. So you think these are all separate events rather than... But th- this is all happening at the the end. Right. you are going to have the Night of Sorrows, the True Desolation, and the Everstorm. Except that the Everstorm came first, which sure. started the True Desolation... Okay. And then, I again, I don't think we've seen the Night of Sorrows yet. We have definitely haven't had anything named that yet. Okay. So we'll ha- we're going to have to keep an eye out for something like that. Indeed. I, we're probably going to get that in book five, honestly. Book four or five. Um. Okay, it so... That sounds like a climactic event. So I came into Stormlight from Wheel of Time, where everything is, like, the slowest build possible. Like, they start talking about Tarman Gaiden in the first freaking book, and then it doesn't actually happen until book 14. Oh god. So I went into I went into Stormlight expecting that kind of slow pace. Like it's all set up. Like there there are, you know, there are things happening. There are still like escalations and, you know, fights and and like stuff still happens, but I didn't think it was going to actually get going on end of the world type stuff until way later. And then Words of Radiance and, oh yeah, Everstorm, we're done. We've, we've, we've started it. Book two, let's go. <laughs> Sanderson sets a good base. I like it. Um, so, uh, we do get Yasna soul casting here. And of course, for those of you in the spoiler section, she's actually soul casting her, she's doing it herself. She's, the soul caster does nothing. It's just, it's just jewelry. That yep. She's loves.
0: not, she's not using the Triforce bracelet.
1: She is not. It's just a pretty mind. piece of jewelry that she made to look like a thing that actually does what she's doing, yeah. which uh we haven't yet seen how those come to be via actual Night's Radiant yet. Or why? Mm-hmm. Because apparently without it, you can still soul cast if you, if you have the right surges. So I don't right, know. Well, she has a sprint at this point. Right. So she's on her way to becoming a Night Radiant. And her Sprint is named Ivory, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. And he's an ink sprint. So, so I think all you have to do is have a relationship with a sprint in order to be able to use some sort of surge, right? But, but saying the words unlocks more powers. But these Fabrials Unlock. exist, and yes, like it's it's sort of implied that, um, like shard blades, like shard plate, uh, these were created by the Knights Radiant for the Knights Radiant. But I don't well, understand why, because Stephen they can Ma- already do the thing. Navani, she creates Fabrials; like that's her job. So they can create new Fabrials, but they can't create Soulcasters. Okay, those are okay. all directly from the Knight's Radiant. Like those are all just
2: leftovers. uh I'm, gonna, I'm quickly but, checking out the Coppermine in-
1: entry on it. But again, we haven't we haven't seen those actually show up uh however in one of Del- in one of Dalinar's flashbacks we see like a healing Fabriel that is implied to be the same thing except those apparently don't exist in the modern day or at least not that the alethi know about like it's it's possible that the uh the shin have all of them or any of the uh secret societies have hoarded them because again okay. holy crap way too many secret societies yeah we're going to get to that so according to the copper mine entry Soulcasters are an ancient design. How they're made is unknown. They believe Born teachings claim they come from the Almighty through the Knight's Radiant, and we don't know if they use trap sprint in some way. So yeah, yeah, I guess they're limited. But I, I know they can replace the the gems in there. That that they can replace those. Right. The they'd have to because they break if if you right, soulcast right. too much. Yeah. And yeah, but hmm. okay. Um, But yeah, so Yasna, of course, that's a fake soulcaster. Or may- maybe it was real, but she doesn't use it. It doesn't matter. She can soulcast. It's cool. No, she would have no reason to have a real one. Because she well, can She, she can do it for real. Just so they can keep track that yes, Yasna has one, but ultimately it's fake because Shown's gonna successfully steal it and it does nothing. No, hers... Okay, she never had a real one. She may okay. have borrowed one to make a fake, but, like, it is It is actually stated that, like, no one knows where she got her her Soulcaster, oh, and okay. these are kept track of in the same way that, like, Shardblades and Shardplate Shardblade
2: are. are. Yeah. Okay, that's fine.
1: So, like, hers um, is all mysterious, except that we know that it's not actually mysterious, it's just a fake, and she can do it for real herself. It's a good thing that she does take Sha- Shalan on as a ward, because, you know, Shallan's also uh, another Night Radiant. Oh, um, also... Do want to bring up that soul casting, uh, leads to the second, uh, ev- showing of, uh, what's the thing with Alamance? Savantism? Thank you. Savantism in, uh, uh yeah. yeah, in investiture. So right. if you do one thing a lot for a long time, it messes you up bad. Yep. And presumably having a, uh, having a bond to a Sprend would prevent that because of the healing nature of Stormlight would keep you from doing that you to know, yourself. Sprend have a lot of good features there that, that help the, the people that are bonded with them. It's, there, there's a lot of good, like, mitigating factors that you would, that you, you wouldn't be able to avoid, like you said. Like the so, and... theory question. Yeah. Uh, if someone had one of the honor blades that allowed um, soul casting, and then they, while holding that soul, casted one thing a lot for a long time. Would they then become a savant in that thing, or would the Honor Blades' ability to heal with Stormlight akin to a bond to a Spren uh, I'm prevent not sure that? Honor Blades can do that because they're they're more passive. They grant the surges, but they don't necessarily.
2: Oh, but then you do heal from Stormlight. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I I think they would heal.
2: Oh, good question. Does um. Does Zeth have a spren? Yes. Okay.
1: He doesn't interact with it because he has Nightblood, night um, but yes, he is explicitly mentioned near the end of Oathbringer to have a spren. I thought he didn't. I thought Nightblood was being his spren for a very right. long time during Oathbringer, which I yeah. talked to you about, Craig, while I was reading it for the first time. Okay, that's fair. I don't remember, but sure. I, yeah, I this, was, this was years ago, but yes. And that's why I was I was curious about that. Because I wanted to make sure, is it Nightblood, or does he actually have one? Because it's probably important that he has one, because I'm not sure we can trust
2: Nightblood to kill anything.
1: But yeah, you know? no, he, he explicitly has a high spren that he is bonded to. Um, but he doesn't interact with it ever, because, again, he has he has Nightblood to talk to, and Nightblood's way more interesting. <laughs> he is. Um, the annotations, the character that was pulled from Skill was Dalinar. Oh, Okay. Imagine Dalinar not being in this series at all. That would be sad. Yeah.
2: Uh, and I think that's all I really had.
1: And of course, we finally get Syl's name. And he's going to have to get used to her being called Syl because everyone calls her Sill. Yep. Her name is Syl. And eventually in this book, we'll get the Lopin. Yes, Hooray for the cool. Lopin. Man, I can't wait till we get the modern Bridge Four. It's just a shame that we have to go through the the torture that that Calden will experience but he needs to experience this so that way it gets better sadly we, we have to go through this i mean this is a trigger for
0: journey uh, before destination
1: yep yep absolutely strength backwards. before death life before destination journey before weakness mike please and suddenly we lose all of our fans well if they're still listening after all this then then they're here for the long haul. So But on that topic,
0: and I think love I'm, you guys.
1: Think I'm gonna cut it here.
0: So. Yes, this seems like a good place to end it.
1: Bye everybody. Bye. Good night,
0: internet. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, Used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive.